Are you impatient? Do you surrender way too easily? Are you moved by external factors like people forcing you to want to quit like all the time? Well, got good news for you. Radical fruitfulness is possible. Financial freedom? Yep, it's possible. Deep, profound intimacy with God. Uh-huh, it's possible, but not without this key ingredient. True grit. That's where we're going right here, right now on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Welcome to the Supernaturalist Podcast Show, where emerging revivalists and extraordinary leaders share inspirational experiences that will help take you to a higher level. Now here's your host, Darren Stott. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. If we haven't met yet, my name is Darren Stott, lead pastor of a church called Seattle Revival Center. Check us out online at seattlerevivalcenter.com. Author of a book called Pattern Interrupt. Pick up yours on Amazon and the founder of Supernaturalist Ministries. This show is brought to you by SupernaturalParents.com. So if you're a mommy or a daddy, you got some little kids or maybe you got some grandkids and it's your desire to train them up in the ways of the spirit, then check it out. This is 12 tips for supernatural parenting. It's HD and it's free. Uh Uh-huh. It's free. And it's yours at SupernaturalParents.com. That's SupernaturalParents.com. Well, I'm excited because today we're going to be talking about a key ingredient that is necessary in order to see dreams become a reality or in order to see your destiny become a reality. I believe that God has a plan and a call for everybody. I think it was Oprah that said that she believes that everybody has a call that is just as unique as their thumbprint. And I think that in this in this case, I think Oprah got it right. I think it's absolutely true. You say, well, then why are there so many people and yet um, why are there so many people on the earth that, uh, that just don't fulfill their call or don't really seem to be going after anything? Well, I think that there's a lot of reasons for that. But rather than getting into the problem, today we're going to be talking about the solution. And in order to do this, in order to break down this breakdown, this particular revelatory nugget came to me out of the book of Acts when I was studying for our sermon series at SRC. I was doing a study of Acts chapter 5, verses 17 to 42, and I was cracking up because the apostles essentially get arrested because of religious um, jealousy. So they get thrown into this prison, and in the middle of the night, an angel of the Lord shows up to them and says, look, you've been busted for preaching the name of Jesus. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you go free so that you can go back where you were and continue doing exactly what you were doing. I was cracking up when I read that. So he lets them go. The next day, of course, the, the religious um, uh, Pharisees, the Sadducees, the councils, they all come together. They're like, get the prisoners. They go to get the prisoners and the apostles are, you guessed it, gone. Where are they? Well, they're at Denny's eating breakfast before they have, you know, at daybreak, they have to get back to the temple so they can fulfill their call, their mandate, their scroll to continue preaching the good news of, uh, of the name of, of Jesus. And so um, they just got busted and then they go back doing exactly uh, what they were, what they were doing. Um, And then 
they get called in again. They get called into the principal's office. And this time, there's so much anger within the religious camp that the religious camp uh, decides that they really want to kill them. But there's this old scribe amongst the tribe, this one that everybody respected. Um, what is it? Gamiel? I call him Gamielalel. But anyways, this dude stands up and he's like, all right, so look. Look at these other revolutionaries. And they raised up these tribes. But when they died, their tribes withered. Now, look at these guys. They are followers of this guy named Jesus. This guy um, who they say died and resurrected. Let's just see what happens here. Because perhaps this thing's just going to take care of itself. But if it's really of God, then we will not be able to stop it. In fact, if we try to stop it, we may even be found opposing God. So here's what they do. They grab the apostles and they beat them up. They just, they just slam them, but they don't kill them. And then they release them and they give them the strict order to quit teaching and preaching the name of Jesus. And so they leave and they continue doing exactly what they were doing, preaching and teaching the name of Jesus. This is this is what I see within this text is that the apostles, they bleed. They're going to die. Many of them, almost, I think all of them are going to become martyrs, right? Except for John, I guess. And, um, and so they bleed, they die, but they don't give up. They don't quit. And then this is where this concept of true grit came from. So I just dropped this at SRC yesterday. I was thinking about the podcast and just thinking, man, I think there's so much here. So I want to break down the breakdowns of this principle of grit. Now, first of all, when you look up grit in the dictionary, the definition that you get is courage, resolve, and strength of character. And when you look at our own lives or when you look at the state and status of the church today, oftentimes I wonder if we would be far more fruitful if we had this key ingredient in our lives personally. Like imagine if the moment we realized why we were created, the moment we realized our supernatural apostolic objective and assignment that we said, yep, uh-huh, and we kept that as our focus. We had that Jim Collins hedgehog principle where we got that one thing right before us and that we are not going to quit until that until that that scroll manifests in its fullness right before our eyes, right? And so I think that many times we get bummed out, we get discouraged. You know, 2016, I wrote my first book. It was called Pattern Interrupt. I mentioned that at the beginning of the show. And what I would do is I would actually put out uh, little sections, little chunks of my book out on Facebook to see what people's response was. And I didn't say that it was my book or anything. I just put these paragraphs out there. And there were many times that I'd actually put out these things that I thought were great. And I'd put it on Facebook and the response was uh, like crickets, like no response, no likes, no comments, no nothing. There was, you know, and there was times I get really discouraged wondering if what I was working on, what I was writing, if if really, if it was any, if it, if it was really any good at all. And sometimes people would ask me, like, you know, they'd say like, you know, hey, is your book any good? Which is a funny question to ask an author about their own book. But, you know, to my close friends, what I would say, like, in, in all honesty, is I'd be like, look, the voice that I hear when I'm writing and when I'm reading what I'm writing, like, the voice that I hear is basically this voice that says, look, this is just crap. You might as well just give up. Like, <laughs> And there's just that voice in in the background. It's it's the resistance. It's the opposition. It's that internal opposition. And so uh, uh, so 
needless to say, I was able to to complete that project, uh, which is which is a tremendous uh, victory for me uh, to be able to, to complete that because it was quite a tenacious job. Okay, it's quite an attention project. Once it was finished, I'd find myself reading my own book and just cracking up laughing, actually enjoying what I wrote. So even there, even though there was this question of will anybody else enjoy this? You know, I, I couldn't really answer that. In fact, there was a great possibility that it would just be too much for some people. <laughs> and yet, it didn't matter. I had decided that I enjoyed it, that, that it brought me joy when I would read it. And so I, it was something that I was happy with. And so uh, the, the, the reason why I bring that up is that, there, that no matter what you decide to engage with, uh, whatever sort of new activity, whatever it is that you're pulling up uh, in, in front of your eyes to be that thing that you're running after, I think it's so important that we plug in this principle of true grit. Now, within this apostolic precedent, it all begins when the angel breaks them out of prison. That's Acts 5 verse 20. When the angel of the Lord comes and says, it's, I'm breaking you out, but you need to go back and stand in the temple and speak to all the people, all the words of life. And so this is what the angel of the Lord does. He gives them their assignment. That's our starting point. That true grit doesn't just come out of menial tasks that um, that get inspired from a movie or a TV show. That true grit, it really has to come from the bedrock of God's word to us. It has to come from that place that we know our role, we know our scroll. And from that place, we, we receive our call as a mission, uh, that we are like soldiers in the army of God, that God is raising up an army on the earth and that every soldier has a mission, a personal mission from the Lord and that that mission has been interwoven into your DNA. It's the really the, the core of who you are. So this is the starting point. This is the origin of grit is to know your role, to know your scroll, to know what the Lord has told you and to be obedient to his words. So that's the starting point, that you do what he says, that you do what the Lord says to do that usually that when people lack uh, commitment, when people lack resolve and strength and character, it's oftentimes because they don't really know what the Lord is saying to them. They haven't necessarily taken the time to wait and to listen and to prepare and to pray. But oftentimes, um, people that are always starting something and then quitting, it's 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 not that they are um, necessarily. Um, uh, jumping out of these airplanes of destiny that the Lord has given to them. But essentially, people get inspired all the time. They start something and they quit. I think that for the Christian, it's important that our resolve comes from the fact that we've heard from God and we've made a commitment to wrestle with that word until it manifests within our lives, or at least it manifests through our lives on the earth. The second thing that, that I love about this story is when uh, they get beat up. So the apostles get totally, totally beat up. And, um, and then uh, a- after they get beat up, they leave the, the place where they got beat up and they leave singing and rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor because of the name of Jesus. And I think that this is a huge principle that we can, that this is a, this is a huge principle that we can actually plug into our own hearts that when the 
natural bent of our heart is to moan and groan and complain because of our present suffering. That in that place that we are accountable as believers to begin rejoicing. That would be finding joy and declaring joy in the Lord, no matter what you're actually going through. And in doing so, that when you begin to rejoice in the Lord always while standing in this place where you seem to have the right, you have the right to grumble and complain because life just seems lame. And when you decide to lay your right down and in that place, you begin to proclaim um, the freedom and the glory within the name of Christ Jesus. And you begin to rejoice in your suffering, not for your suffering, but you begin to rejoice in your suffering, act the 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 chemistry, the 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 molecular structure of your circumstance will begin to morph into a place of great opportunity. That I believe that it's in this place of suffering when God comes and begins to forge within us in the place of standing within the fire. He begins to forge within us this place of 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 deep profound maturity where we know who we really are we know whose we really are and we know who the lord really is this can only really take place in the fire and when you know this like i said the the structure the chemistry of the circumstance begins to change and all of a sudden before you know it the drama, the circumstance, it has changed. And now you have this gift of deep, profound, supernatural joy that is not contingent on happenings or circumstances, but you have this deep, profound peace that you know who you are, you know who your God is, and you can stand. You can stand firm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's number two. Number one, you do what the Lord says to do. That's your source of true grit. That's that place that you won't quit because you know this objective isn't just from your own imagination, but this objective is from the heart of your father. Number two, you learn to rejoice in your sufferings. And then number three comes out of verse 42 of chapter five, and it says, in every day, every day. And I, and this is really, really important. Because if we just engage in someday types of activities, you will not see victory or success within your life. That whatever you do, if you do it consistently, you will start to see consistent fruit. And it, you, what you'll begin to see is um, you'll begin to see a formula for momentum. That consistency plus your patience is a formula for tremendous momentum, okay? And so what it says here, and every day in the temple from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching the name of Jesus Christ. This is what it says. They did not cease doing the very thing that they were instructed in order to not do is the very thing that they continued to do every single day in the temple and from house to house. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That is true grit. That is that is true resolve. That is true dedication. That is true consistency of moral character that they were ordered, they were threatened, they were beaten, and yet they chose to step it up every single day they continued doing the very thing that they were ordered to not do and this is my favorite part i underlined it in my bible and they did not cease 
Okay, they did not cease. And this is my prayer for you is that you would not cease doing what you've been called to do, that you would not cease um, uh, uh, revealing and demonstrating the name and the authority and the power of Jesus Christ. That within your life, there would be a practical proclamation and a practical demonstration of the reality of heaven and the kingly name of Jesus Christ. Don't cease. Don't cease. You say, I'm going to write a book. Okay. Did the Lord tell you to do that? Yes, he did. All right. So then you, you already know the subject matter. You already know kind of what the outline looks like. Okay. Then what you need is a singular vision. Okay. You need that one thing you need to put on your blinders. You're going to become a little hedgehog and you're going to go after it. You're going to go after it. You're not going to quit because you got this true grit. You've heard from the Lord. You will read Rejoice in your sufferings and, 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 and you will not cease this project, this, this proclamation of the glory of God within this project. You will not cease until the mission is accomplished. This statement I said earlier actually comes from the Marines. I believe it's the Marines that actually says, though we may bleed, though we may die, we will not give up. And this is the kind of resolve. This is the kind of grit that we need to start seeing within the body of Christ, that we actually accomplish that which we start. And so it's that place of singular vision, it's that place of patience, it's that place of persistency, it's that place of rejoicing in our suffering, knowing that as we do so, the composition will morph into this place of supernatural and profound joy that will bring strength within our lives lives. Radical strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So pull from that. Pull from that right now. My prayer for you is that right now the strength of God would flood your car, would flood your home, would flood the environment and atmosphere that you're dwelling right now. That the strength of God, that it would manifest, that the joy of the Lord would come and it would flood you. That you would be flooded with joyful courage. The same kind of joyful courage that the apostles received when they cried out for boldness. My prayer for you is that everything that you need, that you would find it within the vine and that as you abide that you would find that everything you need can be found in the vine can be found in the source so pull from him everything that you need today it's that joy of the lord that's your strength turn your rejoicing against the circumstances against the drama and watch as everything begins to shift as everything begins to change your god is at work he's at work he is at work he's at work behind the scenes in ways that you don't even know. But you say, I, I need to know. I need to know the details. No, you don't. You need to believe. It's all about faith in this time. Faith is such a currency right now. There's just not enough faith within the people of God. Begin to cry out for faith, the gift of faith, the gift of courage, the gift of humility, that together we can begin to run with passion, with vision, with this place of singular focus, that we would begin running after the priorities of heaven that we would lay down our earthly weirdo preferences in order to see God's kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're amazing. I am absolutely cheering you on and I hope this has been an encouragement to you. Hey, do me a big favor if you would and rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Easiest way to do that 
is to go to thedarrenshow.com. That takes you to iTunes and just leave it. You can give it one star. That'd be okay. Or you can give it five stars. That would be great. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Have an incredible week. Blessings.